Welcome to Meaning Over Money, a different kind of financial podcast where money is never about money. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're excited to have you. Happy Monday. We're recording this on a Monday because, well, frankly, we love Mondays. It's one of the best days of the week for us. We're excited to get to do what we do. And so whenever you were listening to this episode, we hope that you're having an awesome week. Now, today we're going to talk about a, a topic that's a bit controversial. And, and well, maybe it's not controversial. Maybe it's just controversial to me. Um, we're going to be talking about the FIRE movement. And, and some of you may be very familiar with the FIRE movement, and some of you may have never heard about the FIRE movement. So first of all, you know, let's, just, let's just define what it is. What's the FIRE movement? It's, it's an acronym. It stands for Financial Independence Retire Early. And so what this is, it's a movement of, of people that, that aspire to retire as soon as they can. You know, the, the typical retirement age in America is 60, 65 years old. And that's a social construct that we put together at some point in our history. And this is a group of people that want to buck that trend. And they want to retire much earlier than that, the sooner the better. Now, before we dive in, I want to, I want to give a couple caveats. Um, if you are into the FIRE movement, um, just know I don't hate you. I don't hate you. I'm not against you. It doesn't mean I think you're bad. Um, I also need to clarify, not everybody that's doing the FIRE is, is into the whole thing. So a lot of people are just into the FI, the financial independence piece, and, they'll, and they're saying, well, I'm not trying to retire early. I'm just trying to do better with my finances and, and, and gain some freedom. And to that, I say, awesome. Um, you know, financial um, stewardship and, and doing better with our money, that is a great thing. I affirm that every single time. And so what I'm talking about today, whenever I'm talking, I'm talking about the whole the whole acronym, financial independence, retire early. And so I just want you to know that if you're if you're into the fire movement but it's really just you want to get your legs underneath of you and you want to do better, you want to have more freedom, I get that. And, and I'm not talking to you specifically. Um, I'm really leaning more into the RE piece. And so I, I've been on record a lot and, and I get criticized a lot. I hate the fire movement. I don't hate the people. I don't hate the people that are doing it. I don't think they're bad, but I, I don't like the fire movement. And, um, and, and there's some reasons why. And I just want to talk about that today. I want to start the dialogue because I think when we, when we think about the fire movement, we learn about it and in, in what it stands for. This idea that, oh, I could retire at, at 50 or I can retire at 40 or I can retire at 35. That sounds good on the surface. And so I just want to play the other side a little bit and, and explain where I'm coming from. Because I don't think that's all it's cracked up to be. And there's a few reasons why. And so we're just going to get into it. Um, here's, the, here's the first reason why I do not like fire, specifically uh, the RE piece. Because what it assumes is that work is bad. Work equals bad. And, and if, you, if you think that, that retiring the earlier the better is the win, what you're saying is that retiring is better than working. And, and I think most people would probably agree with that. They've, they've had several studies that show 70% of Americans either dislike or hate their job. So it's no wonder why, why fire can take off so quickly because if you hate your job, of course retirement's better than working. Of course it is. And so I don't blame people for that because a sucky job sucks. And so what I'm, what I'm saying is that not all jobs are good or bad, but there are good jobs for us. And there are bad jobs for us. And, and I know a lot of teachers that love their jobs. And I know teachers that hate their jobs. Uh, my business partner, Cole, he's a filmmaker. He loves it. Watching him edit videos, 
it's 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 excruciating to me. I I think it's this most terrible thing in the world. But that's why I'm not a filmmaker. But that's why he is. Um, you know, my my friends that are accountants. Um, I love my accounting friends. Um, but that's terrible to me. But they love it, and that's the win. The win isn't finding a good job or a bad job. It's finding the good job for us. And so I think the problem is is that so many of us are in the bad job for us because everyone around us is saying that's a good job. Now, it is a good job if it's a good fit for you. And, you know, and I saw this in my, in my former career uh, doing commercial real estate. Amazing company, amazing job. We're doing awesome things. And I saw this. There were so many people around me that hated what they were doing. They were making a lot of money, but they hated it. They hated it. They dreaded it every day. They got up and they knew they were, what they were going to do and they just they didn't like it. But I had a few coworkers that loved it. They loved it. And, and I've spent uh, one of my one of my friends, um, I spent a lot of time traveling with him. We traveled to the Middle East a lot together um, or a handful of times, I should say. And um, just watching him and, and he was somebody that, that, you know, by the world standards probably should be retiring. But he loved it. And I saw that. And for a while, I didn't quite understand that. He would want to work all the time. He ran. He got there early. He stayed late. He was on the road a lot. And, and I, I didn't understand it for, for a season of my life. And, and shame on me a little bit. But I loved watching his fire. And, 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 and it wasn't that he felt guilty or he felt that he needed to do that. I just learned that he loved what he was doing. And I really respect him for that. And I wish I would have respected him more for it then. But I really learned a lot from watching him that he really loved what he did. And so there's, there's a truth that, that we don't often think about with work. And it's that work gives us meaning. It just does. It gives us meaning. And it's not that we should have our identity should be in our work. It shouldn't be. But work does give us meaning. Because we're out there, we're contributing, we're being productive, we're adding value to others. And no matter what we're doing, we're adding value. If, if we're investing in commercial real estate, we're adding value to our clients. And uh, when, I create, when I create content or, I, or I'm doing one-on-one -on -one financial coaching, I'm adding value to those who I'm serving. Um, if you get a, if you, if you, you know, my, the people that babysit my kids, they're adding value to us because I can trust them and I can go spend time with my wife and go do the things that, that we want to do and need to do. Um, if you're just flipping burgers, you're adding value. You're serving the customers who are there to enjoy a meal. We're all adding value no matter what we do. So work does give us meaning. Now, some work may give us more meaning than other work, but the goal is to find that meaning. Um, you know, you hear these stories often um, about the guy who retired. He retired at 67, and, and eight months later, he died. The story that gets told is that it's a shame. He, he worked his whole life, and he didn't get to enjoy retirement. And if he would have just retired earlier, he would have enjoyed it more. I think the science will prove this out eventually, and I'm not sure the science is there. If it has, I haven't seen it. But I think what's going to happen is we're going to learn that there was, it was not an accident. It was, there was a correlation between he lost a chunk of his meaning and he passed away. And it's not to say that when you don't work, you die. And that's not what I'm saying. But, but I do think that there is a piece of our identity of, of providing meaning and in contributing. And, and when we lose that, we do lose something. There, it's not all roses and sunshine when we're just living a life of leisure. And so I would argue that, that work provides meaning. And work does not equal bad. Work should equal good. It's just on us to find that work that is good for us.
Reason number two why I'm not a fan of fire is that I think we're robbing ourselves and we're robbing others of some amazing contributions. We all have something to offer. We have something amazing to provide this world. And when we take ourselves out of the game through early retirement, if we choose to just live a life of leisure, we're robbing ourselves and others of that. Some of the most influential people in this entire world could have achieved fire long ago. Think about Bill Gates. Bill Gates was one of the richest people in the world. He could have done fire a long time ago. He could have stepped away. He could have rode off into the sunset. Instead, he, he started his own foundation. Now, I know he's, there's been some controversy around him in this past few years, but he created a foundation to change the world. That's his mission. I mean, like, it or, like it or hate it, that's his mission. He wants to change the world. And so he's transitioning into a, a, different, a different work for him. It's not better or worse, but right now, this is probably best for him. Think about Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, you know, was a teen sensation. She could have long ago just rode off into the sunset and, and lived a life of leisure. She had a lot of money at a very young age. But yet here we are many albums in and she's inspiring young girls around the world. Um, she entertains people and she's adding value to the culture. Society says she should have stepped away a long time ago because she could. Because a life of leisure is better than working. Work equals bad. And she lives out this model that work doesn't equal bad, work equals good. We just got to find the right work for us. Think about Gary Vee, Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, this is a guy that made a lot of money over the years um, through some of his wise investing. He could have rode off into the sunset and, and took his family to a tropical island and, and lived a good life. But here he is adding so much value to our culture. He, sends, he puts out more free content, I think, than anybody in, in this entire world. He's adding value. He's raising up the next generation of leaders through his content, through his wisdom. And he doesn't need to do that. But here he is. He's not pursuing fire. He's pursuing something better. Work equals good. What about Warren Buffett? Uh, at one time, the richest man in the world. He's 90. Can you believe that? He is 90 years old today. And, and from my understanding, just from, from watching him and, and, and some of the interviews, he's still working full time. He's still grinding because... He knows work equals good. He's adding value. He's enjoying his life. And, and in a lot of ways, you know, this maybe was intentional, maybe it was unintentional, but he's raised up the next generation of investors. He's teaching wisdom and, and showing people what it looks like to do this stuff. And so, sure, I mean, as the richest man in the world, he could have pursued fire long ago, long ago. And then I think about um, this really awesome experience I had um, with um, a, a famous um, Christian author and speaker named Josh McDowell. Um, I had the privilege of going to breakfast with him a couple of years ago, right before COVID. And, and um, he, was, he was approaching 80 at the time. And um, I, had, I had this breakfast with him and, and I was shocked just in that moment talking to this guy because here he was decades after the world says he should have hung it up and went and lived a life of leisure. Here he is making more impact than he has ever made in his entire life. And he, I would argue he's made more impact in the years since the, our society says he should have retired than he added in the first 40 years of his career. And, and he loves it. And some people would say, hey, Josh, you should go enjoy your life. You should go live a life of leisure. And I think his argument would probably be, I'm enjoying my life so thoroughly and so richly right now doing what I'm called to do. Providing 
value to the world pursuing meaning in my work. And so I, I look at that and I say, that, that matters. That should be admired. And, and again, like it or love it, um, look at the last two presidents. Look at President Trump. Look at President Biden. Both of these men are well past when the world says you should have hung it up. And here they are as the president of the United States. Whether you love one or hate one or, or, or vice versa, there's a reality there that those guys should have hung it up based on our society's standards and our expectations. But instead, they're probably working one of the, the most hectic, exhausting jobs in the entire world. I think there's something to be learned here. So I, my argument here is that we all have something to offer. Now, we're not going to be a pop star like Taylor Swift, and we may not be the richest people in the world like Bill Gates or Warren Buffett, um, and we're certainly probably not going to be presidents of the United States, but we all have something to offer. We all can contribute to other people, and there's so much meaning and fulfillment in that, and, and I don't want to rob people of that, and, and I would hope that others won't rob me of the amazing blessings that they can provide uh, me and everyone around me. And I think the third reason why I am not a fan of fire is, is the behavior that requires in order to achieve fire. And really, fire is a mathematical equation. There's a certain number that we need to get to in terms of our, our financial assets. And once we get there, that will allow us then to go right off into the sunset and live a life of leisure. And so I'm going to share the math with you. The math is, is actually quite simple. So here's what we need to do. Think about what's your monthly need. How much do you need in your budget every month? So we'll use an example. Let's use $4,000. So $4,000 take-home income. Um, we'll gross it up for taxes. We'll, we'll say times 1.25 times. So 4,000 times 1.25. Then we'll annualize it. So multiply that by 12. Then we need to account for um, how much money we can withdraw. We'll get into it probably in a different episode, but we'll just use the 4% rule as an example. So take that number and then multiply it by 25. So whatever the annual number is, multiply it by 25. If you have that number, and so in this case, in this example, it's 1.5 million. So if you have 1.5 million, technically, you can, you can stop working and create an income, a monthly take-home income, uh, roughly um, equal to about $4,000. And so 1.5 million can provide 4,000 of take-home income today. And so that's the math. And so there's only one way to get there. You need 1.5 million. How do we do that? Save, 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 save. Or maybe the way I like to say it is hoard, 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 hoard. You have to hoard because after all, working sucks. According to fire, working sucks. Not working is good. And so the only way to do it is to save up your 1.5 million or whatever your number is so you can stop working. And obviously getting there in 10 years is better than 15 but getting there in seven years is better than 10. But getting there in five years is better than seven. So it's a race. It becomes a race. And so as we do that, there's, only, there's a few things that have to happen. One, it means we just have to spend less money for enjoyment. Now, I'm not saying that money, spending money equals, enjoy, you know, equals happiness. I'm not. But we do enjoy some of the money we've been blessed with. And, and when we're on a race to the finish line, we probably aren't spending as much. Or, or, or we become very cheap. Because after all, life on the other side of fire is better than life before fire, right? That, that's what we're being told. And so, of course, we're going to spend less. But here's the part that I hate the most. It means less generosity. 
less or, or no generosity. Because after all, every dollar saved gets us closer to our 1.5 million. And so we need to save, 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 or hoard, 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 and generosity goes out the window. Now, we might be saying to ourselves, oh, well, when I'm, when I'm there, I'll, I'll give then. I'll, I'll start giving. But people, people are in need now. People are hungry now. We need, to, we need to serve people in our community now. We don't want to, why, why wait? We've been blessed so that we can bless others. And withholding that for 10, 15 years or whatever it is, that feels selfish to me. Now, you might disagree with that, but to me, that feels selfish. So when we pursue fire, we often stop being generous. And the other thing that, that can also happen through this process, this is a race, right? This is a race, seven years, 10 years, 12 years, whatever it is to get to fire. So what, what it often encourages us to do is, is maintain crappy jobs for the sake of finances. We may have a job we don't love. We may hate it, actually, but it pays well. And the paying well piece will help us get to fire sooner. So we're hating our job even more. We're, we're allowing ourselves to hate our job even more so that we don't have to work anymore. And I think we have it backwards. And so we, the focus becomes on us. And not only us, it becomes about more about our future self. So we're willing to tolerate so much pain and so much just dread day to day because we're trying to race to the finish line when I'm making an argument that I don't think the finish line is appealing as we think it's going to be. I think there's meaning and purpose and work and joy in our, in our work. But yet here we are trying to escape it. And so one of the most common responses I get whenever um, I'm talking about fire, and this is the people that, that buy into the FI piece but not the, the, the full FIRE piece, is they'll say, well, Travis, the goal isn't to retire. The goal is to do something I love to do. Fair enough. Fair enough. So here's my response. So you're going to grind for the next decade at a job you hate so that you can go work at a job you love. Why wait? Why not go find the work that you love today? Why not now? Why not now? Why are we going to, why are we going to toil for a decade doing something that we don't like and, and have some level of misery. Maybe, maybe we're not miserable, but, but do you wake up on Mondays? Do you kind of dread it a little bit? Do you crave Fridays? If you do, I would argue we should be looking for something now. Why wait? Don't, don't waste a decade. We only have one shot at this life. Do we really want to spend a decade or more working a job that you don't hate? Life's too short. Again, my, my, that's my perspective. That's my opinion. Life is too short. And, and some people say, well, Travis, you're just jealous that you didn't do this or do that. I could have done fire. I could have. Um, in fact, early in my, my financial life, that was something that I was learning about and, and it seemed really appealing to me. And the more I got into it and the more I started to learn about it, the more it just didn't set right with me. And I didn't know why until many, many, many years down the road. But I learned a lot about fire. And, and there was a reality um, because I was blessed. Um, my, my prior career, I was blessed um, uh, financially. And, and it, it, didn't, it didn't cause hoarding for me. What it caused for me is, is um, more of um, a, a transition to generosity. And, and my wife and I, giving is the most important thing for us. That is, for us, it's everything. So we could have hoarded. And, and I remember I was having this conversation with, with a trusted friend um, as I was contemplating leaving my, my prior career. And, and as we were talking... My friend jumped in and he goes, Travis, you know, if you were just to stay for two or three more years and were really intentional, and by intentional, I mean, it could have been hoarding, 
what, what, what he was referring to. He didn't say that. But if you're really intentional, Travis, you could never have to work again, and you could just do whatever you wanted to. And, and as I thought about it um, in that moment after he shared that with me, I thought I was thinking to myself, yeah, I could have. I could have. That, that was definitely on the table. And it could have been on the table. And, and I've had friends argue it should have been on the table. Um, but instead, I, I looked at it and, and I thought to myself, me leaving this career, the goal isn't to not work anymore. The goal is to work at something that I love. And there was a season where that career, I loved it. But there's a new dream now. And, and I would be robbing myself. I would be robbing others if I were to just step away and not do anything else. Hoard for a season so that I didn't have to do anything. And so I chose to, to take a much more uncertain path. I left. I left to go pursue work that matters to me in this season of life, which is different than what work that means something to you is. Work that matters to you is going to look different than work that matters to me. And, and my partner Cole and I, uh, my business partner Cole and I, we always talk and we joke around about how he just looks at what I do and it just it sounds boring. And then I look at what he does and it sounds just brutal. And, and we joke about it because we're both living our best meaning right now in our, in our careers and each other's looks terrible to each other. And so it's funny because that's how it's supposed to work. He's supposed to go find his thing. I'm supposed to go find mine. And we're supposed to chase it aggressively because that's where the meaning comes in. And so I'm glad I left. I'm glad I didn't pursue fire. Um, I could have. And um, I didn't know this at the time, but, but I left uh, my career in June of 2019. And there was a lot of uncertainty. It was hard starting over. We took a 90% pay cut. Um, I have a wife that stays home, and I had two little three-year-olds at the time. And that was hard. But what I didn't see coming was a global pandemic that would shut down the entire world. And in that, there were so many people that were hurting. Man, people were hurting. And I was there. I was there to walk alongside of them, to encourage them, to help lift them up to guide them. I've had clients that, I had one client that in, in a 24-hour stretch, they canceled their wedding and they both lost their jobs in 24 hours. So much uncertainty. I've had clients that have had terrible tragedies of loss, some related to COVID, some not, but so much pain and so much uncertainty and fear. And, and had I selfishly stayed just so that I could pursue fire a few years from now, I wouldn't have been there. And I had one client, we were talking about fire and they were asking me about fire and we were sharing some of these stories and, and the client, um, the wife, kind of stopped me dead in my tracks and she said, Travis, we're so glad you didn't do that because our life would look dif different right now. We're like, our life has changed because of what we're doing here. And it wasn't me, it was them, but, but the relationship helped propel them. And she said, Travis, if you, would have, if you wouldn't have been here, I don't know what our life would look like right now. And um, that was a really humbling moment for me. Um, I, I don't want to take the credit for that because they did so, some hard work. But, but I do recognize that I wouldn't be coaching them right now. I just wouldn't. I would be into my career. I would probably be flying overseas a lot. No, I probably wouldn't be flying overseas. I'd be working with my overseas clients. Um, but it would look different. And I know I would not be coaching them. And so I'm so grateful I'm here. I'm so grateful I'm here. I hope to be working into my 80s or my 90s, health willing, God willing. Um, 
and, and what I'm doing 10 years from now might look a lot different than right now. But the point isn't what's, what job am I going to have forever. The point is what job am I going to have in this season of life? What's adding the most value to me, to the people that I wish to serve? How am I finding my meaning? That's what's important. And so there's not going to be an early retirement in, in my future. And um, if you choose an early retirement, you're not bad. You're not bad. And I just want people to think differently. I want people to consider the other side. I want people to consider uh, the three things I mentioned, that, that work doesn't equal bad. I want people to think about they have something of value to contribute, and other people have something to value to contribute. And we're robbing all of, all of, all of us of that when we, when, we, when we take it away from the world. And, and, the, and the, the behaviors that happen when we pursue fire, the behaviors that, that, we have to, that we have to exhibit in order to get there to fire. And I hope that you think about that. And, and, and maybe you're on the fire path right now. Maybe this isn't going to talk you out of it. And that's okay. Uh, but if you're considering it and you're kind of bouncing back and forth and, and weighing the options, I hope, I hope you really take um, some time to think about what I said before you make that decision. And, and, um, and just know there is a better way. There is a better way. And, and, and if you ever want to talk about it, you want to, you want to um, share your experiences, you want to um, discuss your own situation, I'd love to hear from you. Please, please shoot me a message. You can DM me. Um, you can leave me a voice memo um, on, our, on our podcast page. Um, but I would love, I would love to talk, explore that with you because we don't have to do this alone. Nobody should do this stuff alone. Um, it's too overwhelming. And so, and, and I don't do it alone. I have people that, that speak into me and, and I can bounce ideas off of whether they're good ideas or bad ideas. But um, my encouragement to you is really take some time to think about that and think about what do you want your life to look like? And if you are pursuing fire, ask yourself why. Is it because you hate your job? Because a lot of us do, and that's okay. If you hate your job, fire is not the answer. A, a different job that adds more meaning and fulfillment, that might be the answer. And so really ask yourself those questions of, of why, are, why am I pursuing fire? What is it that I'm looking for? And I'd be willing to bet for most of us, not all, but for most of us, fire does not solve that, but something else does. And that something else is way better than that life of leisure that, that's being propped up there as the end goal. So I, I hope this added value. I hope this helped. I hope that you enjoyed it. Um, and if you hated it, um, feel, feel free to let me know. Um, the conversation is good. The conversation is healthy. And so um, I, I hope that, 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 that we can have open conversation. And I hope that we can talk about this thing. And just know, I don't dislike you if you, if you pursue fire. Um, we're still friends. And so thank you so much for, for listening. Um, if you want to catch up with us outside of the podcast, um, you can go to um, our, our financial course for young adults where we, we show them how to live life with meaning and not so much for the money. Um, that's meaningover.money. That's our website. You can also find Meaning Over Money on Instagram. And you can also find me, Travis Shelton. You can find my Instagram as well. Um, so thank you so much. Um, look forward to seeing you again. 